You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Ah. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and... Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? We're at the hotel room. Bill... What's the point? It's time to get up and see birds, Bill. Oh. <laughs> so we're going to go eat breakfast, and then we're going to go see more, more, more birds. Why? <laughs> why? Oh. Oh, why so early? Why so, what, 9.30? Oh, why so early? Oh. Oh. Too cold. When the red, red robin comes, ba, 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 that's enough. Ouch! What kind of people get up at 9.30, Bill? Hello, I'm Bob Tart, author of Something, and uh, I'm here with somebody, and um, me, we're uh, at a uh, restaurant having breakfast. Bill, um, you wanted to say a little something about the um, uniforms we saw yesterday. As I was dressing this morning, it occurred to me that one of the most, oh, say annoying things about birders. It's good coffee. Well, it's delicious coffee. That McGee Marsh is that they dress up in birding outfits with their little vests and their stupid little birding hats and their and their baggy khaki birding pants and their little badges and and little patches and things and 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 it's a boardwalk. There, there's it, it's. It's the closest thing to a birding zoo in the world, and, and they're wearing their birding outfits, and then they act really haughty about the whole thing. It just gives me a headache. So what you're saying is you love everybody? I love everybody. I think, I, I, why should I begrudge them their little fantasy? And I saw some people with um, McGee Marsh um, binocular straps. Isn't that ridiculous? So, did we want to talk about the owl? Because that was an interesting incident with the owl yesterday. What owl? Well, remember we saw a, a screech owl along the path. Oh, I just thought that was part of the branch of the tree. Well, I wanted to take a picture of the screech owl, but I had trouble getting a picture. Do you remember that incident? I couldn't take a picture of the owl because oh. there was somebody with a huge, huge uh, Buick-sized 
camera and tripod apparatus. Yes, and it had a uh, it, it had camouflage on it, so and that the owl couldn't see. That's right, as if standing on the boardwalk with this with this tripod and a camouflage camera is going to fool any avian creature. Yes. So uh, anyway, I wanted to get a picture of the owl, and it turned out that where that fellow was standing with his ten thousand dollar lens and. Um, $3,000 camera and $1,450.99 tripod. That that was and the two cent ego. Whoa! That that was really the only place to take a picture. And even though, in the uh, oh three minutes I'd been standing there, he had cranked off 10,000 shots already. He wasn't moving because the owl had its eyes closed, and he was going to just keep his space until that owl opened his eyes. We had to squeeze through, and we are the ones who had to be careful not to bump his precious camera. Yeah. All right, well, maybe we'll be in a better mood after we've had coffee and breakfast, so we'll see you at McGee Marsh. So here we are. We um, Here's your hat. Just arrived at uh, McGee Marsh, and here's some of the some of the birds here already. And, uh, Bill, you excited about what we're going to see? I can hardly wait. That's a, What's that? Oriole just flew over. Now, this is uh, quite a bit busier than um, yesterday. What interests me about yesterday was the um, guy that complained about the number of people here. Mm-hmm. And this is known as the biggest week in American birding. So anyone who would come here and not expect no, people to be here. Is a twin. Yes. Very good. Yeah. Parents are all over though. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. Now, cool little fact for you about gulls. Did you know that all gulls have sexual dimorphism? So the males are larger than the females. Oh really? Meaning, yeah. if you happen to see a whole bunch of male ring-billed gulls and a whole bunch of female herring gulls, yeah. the relative size and size and uh, size difference is going to be really subtle. If if you got the smaller of the big, bigger the small. So okay. we're hearing already somebody. Um, tapped me a couple times because I was uh, standing in front of her. Did you see that? No, I, I didn't, didn't think I was really? standing in front of somebody. In front of anybody. Yeah, I was uh, stopped on the boardwalk to uh, look through my binoculars and I got uh, tapped. Where? Um, well, I don't want to go into that. <laughs> it may uh, have been a bird or signal of some sort. Yeah, it might have been, but uh, a lot of birds around here. Uh, someone just saw a uh, Cape May and a Black Burnian and uh, of course, I was writhing in pain from getting uh, tapped in the kidneys, so I didn't, I didn't see it. So we'll let you know what else we see. Okay, that sound you're hearing right now is a prothonotary warbler. And... Uh, with the warbling vireo, right. I misidentified it a couple of minutes ago as a uh, oven bird, but uh, Bill, you set me straight with a little uh, slogan that you have. I just made this up. Nothing says loving like something from the oven bird. Right. And so that helped me understand I was actually seeing a prothonotary warbler. Just heard a warbling vireo there. Stretch, the tea kettle oh. ornamental oh. planter on their door, oh, wow. <laughs> and they've nested there and raised five babies for oh, years. Oh, 
could not ask for a more cooperative thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I need my binoculars now. <laughs> no, I don't even need them. No, these guys spoil us. <laughs> Boy, I wish all the other ones were like that. Oh, there's something right up there. Getting, get any pictures of that prothonotary warbler? Um, well, that remains to be seen. I don't think I got more than 150. Really? Yeah, that was well, amazing. We should tell our uh, listeners it was a prothonotary warbler that was within how many feet of us? Five. Five feet? Ten feet? Well, it was like right... It was, well, it was, ew, what is that on my hand? It's oh. a poop from a prothonotary warbler. That's how close it was. Yeah, you could could take pictures of that. I could probably get the DNA from that and clone it. Oh, you could. So that was but, pretty amazing. Yeah, it was beautiful. It's the nicest little bird, and uh, it really is um, beautiful. Yeah, no, that was worth the trip fine. today. Mm-hmm. I mean, that may be the only thing we see. Right, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. So we've seen some birds, Bill, but I just don't feel like we found the sweet spot yet. <laughs> no, it's hard burden today. You got a bird hard. You got a bird hard, and I don't think we're burdened hard enough. No, I, I don't either. I think we got to step it up. All right, here we go. So I'm guessing I don't look like a birder because uh, just a minute ago I heard a um, vireo landed mm-hmm. on a uh, branch above our heads, and there were some people there, and I said, um, Oh, blue headed vireo. And the woman said, um, No, I don't think so. Right, right. And so I said, well, it sure sounds like one. That, yes. Yes, she did. And then she finally assented, and that said, that's what he says. Right. So that didn't mean that it actually is what it was. It right. was just what I said. But uh, subsequently. Assented. Is that a word? Yeah, I think it's a word. Yeah. But, uh, but it actually turned out that's what it was. Yeah, and you know what? We may not be the best birders, but we're birding the hardest of anyone here. And we we're seeing things, and then people are following us. That's right. And uh, we're creating a flash mob. Exactly. And it says a lot about birders again. Maybe they don't really know what they're doing. It's all in the, uh, it's all in the outfits and in the tripods. Well, I just saw someone... But not in the effort. I just saw someone arguing with me about uh, whether something was a Nashville or not. Mm-hmm, and I figured right. it was someone who really knew what they were doing, and then they pulled out a um, three-fold guide to warblers. Mm-hmm. It's just a uh, said glossy it w- piece of paper, and right. they were going over and over and over again and having a discussion, and then finally they agreed it was a Nashville. Right. Maybe they're just from Nashville. That could be it. That one guy had a banjo on his knee. <laughs> oh, no, but that would have been <laughs> from Alabama. Alabama. Okay, so let's do some more hard burden. And especially some more self-aggrandizement. Well, I mean, if we're just being honest. Yeah, I should mention what's a little interesting about this year compared to other years is that in the past, at least last year, you would never get a crowd assembled for a blue-headed vireo because there were so many warblers last year mm-hmm. that uh, I don't think people would look twice at a blue-headed vireo. No, but today they're looking four and five times. They are. They are. And even uh, quite a crowd looking for a Canada warbler. And I remember last year that wasn't a big deal either. That was poo-pooed. It was. Uh, also just saw a northern parallel warbler, which I misidentified as a uh, black-throated blue. How many warblers are there, Bob? Um, I think there's 30-some in, in the U.S. And how many would you say you can identify by their little sound? One. <laughs> Okay, so there's a crowd up ahead. They seem to be looking at something. We'll go. Uh, you might have to go up there and tell them what they're seeing, Bill. Oh, again? Yeah. Jeez. Okay. 
we why just does it drew, always rest on my shoulders? I know, we just drew a crowd with a Scarlet Tanager, so that just shows again that um, the quality of the species is a little bit diminished this time. Not that there's anything wrong with the Scarlet Tanager, but I mean, I love seeing them, but uh, most of the time birders wouldn't really look twice at them. Well, you know, maybe it speaks to the mixture of the general public and birders here because maybe they actually hadn't seen a scarlet tanager no, in it's 35 nice cause, years. Because the general public is pretty excited about seeing them. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, to me it's fine. I don't consider myself a member of the general public. I, I don't also, either. I don't consider myself a birder either. In fact, I don't consider myself anything. No, less than anything. Right, so... Anything will do. Well, let's see what they're looking at up there. There's quite a crowd. Let's, let's amble on. Maybe they're waiting for us. <laughs> they're saying, what is that? Bill and I will be right back following this word from our sponsors. What were you thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Pet Life Radio has tail wagging, fur flying, fabulous deals for our listeners from Petco. Get $6 off your order of $60 or more and up to 40% off the entire Petco site. That's right. But that's not all. Because you're a Pet Life Radio listener, you'll also get free shipping on your order of $49 or more. $6 off, up to 40% off, and free shipping from Pet Life Radio and Petco. To get these awesome deals, go to PetcoDeals.com. That's PetcoDeals.com. Petco, where the pets go. I don't make any decisions about who to hire without going to Angie's List first. You'll find reviews on home repair to health care written by people just like you. With Angie's List, I know who to call, and I know the results will be fantastic. Angie's List, who you can trust. Go to Angie'sList.com forward slash thinking and get 25% off any subscription. That's Angie'sList.com forward slash thinking. T-H-I-N-K-I-N-G. Introducing the new Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection, exclusively at PetSmart. I created it for the pets that rock your world. Shop the Brett Michaels Pets Rock Collection and celebrate PetSmart's 25th anniversary with up to 25% off thousands of items on the PetSmart site. Plus free shipping on orders of $49 or more. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. That's PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Dyson. The new Dyson Animal Vacs are powerful bagless upright vacuums for homes with pets. Air muscle and radio root cyclone technology generates the strongest suction power to powerfully remove dust, dirt, and pet hair from the home or car. To order your Dyson Animal Vac, go to DysonDeals.com. DysonDeals.com to order your Dyson Animal Vac today. Dyson. Music to your ears. Your groomer is going to hate me. Hi, I'm Allie McLennan. Join me for my Pet Life Radio show, Groom for Improvement. You're going to save time and money with these tips from my New York City grooming table. From product recommendations to do's and don'ts, I am going to hook you up. So just do me a favor and don't mention this to your groomer. Groom for Improvement on Pet Life Radio. Let's 
Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys... Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, Bob Tart here again, and I am actually at home. I'm not at McGee Marsh, although I am playing some sound effects in the background to fool you into thinking that I haven't left. But I am right now standing at the riverbank back at my home turf in Lowell, Michigan, and I'm at the river rather than in the house so that you aren't too distracted by the sound of passing cars, the air conditioner, quacking ducks, or parrots. You might be able to hear some of the traffic in the background. At any rate, I wanted to apologize for letting this second episode of The Biggest Week in American Birding uh, go unposted for so long. I had intended to do an intervening show, if uh, that's the right term. Linda and I were going to uh, kind of do an update on some of the things that had been happening to us, but um, we never got around to it. Uh, A lot of the reason is that uh, we are absolutely uh, stifled by the uh, incredible heat that we've been having. We will talk about that on the show that I hope we do this weekend, but uh, we had uh, 100 degree plus temperatures and and, uh, it was... uh, pretty bad. And also I needed to um, lengthen the second part of the Biggest Week in American Birding Part 2 episode. Oh, I'm looking at a cedar waxwing right now. We've got a bunch of them on the river. Um, Hello. So I'm still seeing birds even months, months later. This is uh, towards the end of July right now. Anyway, this show is falling a little bit short in length and uh, I know my producer doesn't really care, but I just uh, like to try and keep them... uh, near a half hour and also this little bit of extra narration I think will build some tension as you just say to yourself I wish he would stop talking so we can get back to this exciting uh, adventure at McGee Marsh. I do have a couple of actual announcements to make and that is that even though uh, Bill Holm will absolutely vehemently claim at the end of this episode that um he does not want any friends on his Facebook page. He has built a new Facebook page. It's a fan page for book character Bill Holm, and he does want you to visit that page and to like him and to comment. So the the page is called Book Character Bill Holm. And there are uh, photos of Bill. There's a photo of me with an uncharacteristic wide smile on my face as uh, I'm birding at McGee Marsh. And Bill also makes some rather trenchant comments on advertising characters because he feels some affinity as a book character for advertising characters. Final note I will leave you with before returning to part two of the biggest week in American birding and that is something new that I'm doing on Twitter. It's, it's really a fun thing, and that is um, a live Twitter event. You might call it a live Twitter show. It's a comedy show. And this is every Friday, 12.30 p.m. on Twitter. That's Eastern Time, 12.30 p.m. until 1 p.m. 
And look for me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is Bob Tart, B-O-B-T-A-R-T-E. All, all run together as one word, Bob Tart. And this is a Twitter show called Ask Six Cats. We even have our own uh, hashtag, me and the cats. And so it's the uh, hashtag symbol and then ask the number six and cats and all run together into one word as we do on Twitter to save uh, characters. So ask six cats. You can look for that or you can just look for uh, Bob Tart. And uh, what happens between 12.30 and 1 p.m. Eastern Time every Friday is that one of the six cats from Kitty Cornered answers questions from other cats live. So if your kitties have questions about the crazy things that you do, why you don't pet them enough, why you feed them the things you do, why you aren't thrilled to buddy up to them at uh, 2 o'clock in the morning, well, you can post that question live to Franny, to Agnes, to Tina, to Maynard, to Lucy, and to Mooby uh, on Fridays, and one of those cats will indeed answer your questions. So it's a lot of fun, and if you can't make the 12.30 to 1 p.m. time, don't worry, you are welcome to uh, submit a question to me on Twitter for the cat of the week to answer, and uh, you can really submit it any time, although it's, it's easier for the cat to find the question if you submit the question uh, a little bit closer to Friday so that the uh, cat who's answering the questions doesn't have to backtrack uh, too far looking looking for the tweet. So looking forward to seeing you there, and I think you will enjoy the comedy. And at any time that questions are slow, the cat is most eager to uh, dispense some wisdom anyway. So uh, the half hour is definitely all filled up with uh, lots of fun. So now we'll return to part two of the biggest week in American birding. Okay, we're... Right turn in 1.1 miles. We're heading out of McGee Marsh now, out of the park. This is as good a time as any to leave, wouldn't you say, book character Bill Holm? I certainly would. I mean, it was getting pretty crowded, and uh, the people seem to be getting testier as the day goes on. And, and not just you. <laughs> what are you talking about? So I just programmed our GPS Gypsy to take us back home. So take us back home now, Gypsy. Okay, okay Tom, Tom Servo. Now, do you want to stop up at the uh, Eagle Optics display up I here? I think not. Right. How about you? Doesn't matter to me. I have my Eagle Optics I, binoculars already. I already have my Eagle Optics binoculars, too. It's a Wisconsin-based company that provides excellent service fine optics, and a knowledgeable staff. And are you sending this to them? I, I better. Well, actually, I better not, because not oh. only won't they... Um, Speed bump. Not only won't they consider this good advertising, but after hearing this podcast, they would probably personally drive to my house and uh, take my binoculars away, and your place, too. Oh, yeah. But you do enjoy Kit Kat candy bars. I do enjoy Kit Kat candy bars. We didn't talk about... Um, yesterday, there was a a birder who is a little more lively than some of the others, and uh, I noticed her carrying a Kit Kat candy bar candy wrapper. And so I said to her, That's a good choice. I brought some Kit Kats too. And she said, And you recall what she said, Bill? She said, 
I'm just picking up trash. And then she went, tisk tisk. Right, so I had to assure her that, no, I didn't bring any Kit Kat candy bars onto McGee Marsh, that the uh, Kit Kat candy bars were um, still in the car. Is a Kit Kat a candy or a, a, cookie. a cookie? I know, is it? It's a wafer cookie covered in chocolate, and it's delicious. They are delicious, and uh, I understand that you can get, like, a case of those if if you... Uh, for promotional purposes. Oh, I just know when I go to the store, I say to Linda, case of Kit Kats, okay? <laughs> and they're gone in like no time, right? No, no time at all. I could eat a K of them. <laughs> on Ohio now, that reminds me of the title of your most recent book. Oh, yes, uh, Kitty Cornered. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Kitty Cornered is about our Kit Kats. Oh, really? Yeah, uh-huh, about our six cats. You so. could have had a nice product placement in that book. I could have. So what's... I think what was interesting about this year is that uh, people look pretty disappointed. Last year, I wouldn't say people look disappointed. They um, look destroyed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they just kind of in their own little world. But this year, people people look mad and yeah. uh, disappointed. And I have to say, there were a lot less birds than I've seen before. And plus, uh, also, you would see people stopping to look at a chestnut-sided warbler. And last year, that was a bird that... Um, eh. Right, just an ant bird. What's interesting about that is that birding is supposedly something that is, makes you closer to nature. And yet they grow testy and angry with nature for not providing them with birds on a plate. Well, a lot of people just want to tick off a list. And that reminds me, I need to tick off my list when we're done with this. <laughs> well, that's right. And the last thing that you heard but did not see or did you already talk about that? I talked about the black pole warbler. Oh yeah, well then you heard him again. I did, I heard him again. So no one else seemed to be hearing and that was something too. I didn't think today there was quite the level of expertise that we usually see. There were a few people like the guy who identified the Swainson's warbler but um, the fact that um, people were looking to us to identify some of the birds Oh, it was sort of a sad commentary. That's right. These people wearing their birding vests and birding pants and birding hats. But they didn't bring me. But they even asked me a couple of times. They didn't bring their. They didn't bring their birding game today. No, they did not. But the Orioles were were dominating today, and I think that, uh, which is very unusual because they don't have great hitting or pitching. No, they don't. But they were dominating today. mm Hmm. On any given day. Well, good coaching, I would say. Good coaching makes all the difference in the world. That's right. They're grinders. Right. They were uh, swinging and winging. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, they flew out of the park. It was goodbye. Now, we promised people a little bit we'd tell them uh, what our attraction is to birding, but I, I don't think we have time for any content, do you? I suppose we have a little time. Well, go ahead. See, give it a give it a whirl. Well, I just like looking at birds. Well, yeah, I just like stopping at Arby's on the way. Yeah, it's it's kind of a fun to me. It's a fun excuse to be outdoors, and um, uh-huh. it's actually kind of a chance for a little discovery while you're outside. If you see things you don't often see, you do feel a little closer to nature, and you do feel a little maybe like it gives you a little more hope about life. Until you see people. Well, it's certainly uh, you don't always see this many people when you go birding. No, or birds. Right. But it is it is kind of fun. It is it is. I wouldn't say someone said how 
I, I can't remember the word she used, but it was something like excited because she saw some little bird. And I suppose that's possible, but really, what must her life be like otherwise? Well, I, I have to say birding, seeing birds is really one of my great pleasures in life. So, um, like, well, my point exactly. Right, right. So, And my life doesn't amount to much at all. <laughs> in fact, I was thinking birding is one of the few things that makes me genuinely, unselfconsciously happy. Right. And uh, there'll be some photos perhaps posted sometime that actually show that. Actually shows that moronic happiness on yep. my face. Yeah, just sort of this goofy look of delight. When I was birding today, I actually forgot about my Amazon ranking of Kitty Cornered. Oh, what was it today? Well, it wasn't good. We won't talk about that. Uh, but I mean, I actually did not obsess over Kitty Cornered today, over the publicity over or Kitty Cornered. So, well, so. why? Well, I mean, why? why tell me more about that. Well, I always obsess over how it's doing, over the, the sales, over. Uh, how often do you check? Um, constantly. <laughs> constantly. Uh huh. Sometimes I think, oh, a minute's passed, maybe they've changed the rating. And what does it tell you when you see the ranking? What do you mean, what does it tell me? Say, it's what's the difference between, why does it... I don't know what it actually means, but if you have a sales ranking of 3,500, I know that's pretty good, but if you have one of 46,000, that's not so good. Oh, uh, uh. Okay, so uh, that's probably the end of the show, we hope so. And I'd like to uh, thank everybody for listening to this uh, biggest week in American birding. Right. Podcast number two on what we're thinking with Bob Tart. At uh, you can visit my website bobtart.com. You can email me at bob at petliferadio.com. I'm here with book character Bill Holm. He doesn't have a website, and he doesn't want to give you his email address. Correct. I don't want anybody contacting me. Anybody who's listened to this show is not anyone I really want to associate with. And you're also on Facebook, Bill. Um, I would encourage people to send me friend requests on Facebook. Bill, would you like people to friend you on Facebook? Absolutely not. I'm going for the fewest friends record on Facebook. So thank you for listening, and thank you to our producer, Mark Winter. It's okay, Bob. He sounded a little bit like the GPS unit, didn't he? did. I wonder what's going on. I don't know. So thank you and bye-bye. Bye. Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.